Welcome to day 29. Can you believe it? We are going to finish up the book of Exodus today, which feels really, really intense because it is one, two, three, four, five, six chapters. And so it's going to be a little bit of an episode today. Um, as far as reading goes, if you're following along, we are in Exodus 35 through 40, and we're going to read Psalm 29. So because it's going to take us a minute to do this, and we're going to see a lot happen between the covenant between God and the people and several other things, I think we should just jump right in. Let's go. Moses assembled the entire Israelite community and said to them, these are the things that the Lord has commanded you to do. For six days, work is to be done. But on the seventh day, you have to have a whole, you are to have a holy day, a Sabbath of complete rest to the Lord. Anyone who does work on it must be executed. Do not light a fire in any of your homes on the Sabbath day. Then Moses said to the entire Israelite community, this is what the Lord has commanded. Take up an offering among you for the Lord. Let everyone whose heart is willing bring this as the Lord's offering, gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, fine linen, and goat hair, ram skins dyed red and fine leather, acacia wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense, and onyx with gemstones to mount on the ephod and breastpiece. Let all the skilled artisans among you come and make everything that the Lord has commanded, the tabernacle, its tent and covering, its clasps and supports, its crossbars, its pillars and bases, the ark with its poles, the mercy seat and the curtain for the screen, the table with its poles, all its utensils and the bread of the presence, the lampstand for light with its utensils and lamps, as well as the oil for the light, the altar of incense with its poles, the anointing oil and the fragrant incense, the entryway screen for the entrance to the tabernacle, the altar of burnt offering with its bronze grate, its poles and all its utensils, the basin with its stand, the hangings of the courtyard, its posts and bases and the screen for the gate of the courtyard, the tent pegs for the tabernacle and the tent pegs for the courtyard along with their ropes and the specially woven garments for ministering in the sanctuary, the holy garments for the priest Aaron and the garments for his sons to serve as priests. Then the entire Israelite community left Moses' presence Everyone whose heart was moved and whose spirit prompted him came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work on the tent of meeting, for all its services, and for the holy garments. Both men and women came. All who had willing hearts brought brooches, earrings, rings, necklaces, and all kinds of gold jewelry. Everyone who presented a presentation offering of gold to the Lord. Everyone who possessed blue, purple, or scarlet yarn, fine linen, or goat hair, ram skins, dyed red, or fine leather brought them. Everyone making an offering of silver or bronze brought it as a contribution to the Lord. Everyone who possessed acacia wood useful for any task in the work brought it. Every skilled woman spun yarn with her hands and brought it, blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and fine linen. And all the women whose hearts were moved spun the goat hair by virtue of their skill. The leaders brought onyx and gemstones to mount on the ephod and breastpiece, as well as the spice and oil for the light for the anointing oil, and for the fragrant incense. So the Israelites brought a freewill offering to the Lord, all the men and women whose hearts prompted them to bring something for all the work that the Lord, through Moses, had commanded to be done. I'm telling you, these people were finally seeing what God had done for them, and they were willing to give so much to make um, the temple, to make the courtyard, to make 
all of the aspects of what God was asking Moses to do, commanding to do, they were willing, excited to bring what they had for the use of the Lord, their gifts, their talents, their resources, all of it they gave to the Lord. Moses then said to the Israelites, look, the Lord has appointed by name Bezalel, son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. He has filled him with God's spirit, with wisdom, understanding, and ability, and every kind of craft to design artwork, to design artistic works in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut gemstones for mounting, and to carve wood for work in every kind of artistic craft. He has also given both him and Aholiab, son of Ahissamach, of the tribe of Dan, the ability to teach others. He has filled them with skill to do all the work of a gem cutter, a designer, an embroiderer, in blue and purple and scarlet yarn and fine linen, and a weaver. They can do every kind of craft and design artistic designs. Basilel, Aholiab, and all the skilled people are to work based on everything the Lord has commanded. The Lord has given them wisdom and understanding to know how to do all the work of constructing the sanctuary. So Moses summoned Basilel, Aholiab, and every skilled person in whose heart the Lord had placed wisdom and all whose hearts moved them to come to the work and do it. They took from Moses' presence all the contributions that the Israelites had brought for the task of making the sanctuary. Meanwhile, the people continued to bring free will offerings morning after morning. Then all the artisans who were doing all the work for the sanctuary came one by one from the work they were doing and said to Moses, the people are bringing more than is needed for the construction of the work of the Lord commanded to be done. After Moses gave an order, they sent a proclamation throughout the camp. Let no man or woman make anything else as an offering for the sanctuary. So the people stopped. The materials were sufficient for them to do all the work. There was more than enough. I'm going to tell you right now, that's a pastor's dream that the pastor has to get up in front of the people and say, you can stop being generous. We have more than we could ever need. That, and and I, listen, that's not like a jab or a dig, but like that shows the heart of the people, you know? And I, gosh, that's just amazing. Building the tabernacle. All the skilled artisans among those doing the work made the tabernacle with 10 curtains. Bezalel made them a finely spun linen as well as blue, purple, and scarlet yarn with a design of cherubim worked into them. Each curtain was 42 feet long and six feet wide. All the curtains had the same measurements. He joined five of the curtains together and the other five curtains he joined to each other. He made loops of blue yarn on the edge of the last curtain in the first set and did the same on the edge of the outermost curtain in the second set. He made 50 loops on the one curtain and 50 loops on the edge of the curtain in the second set so that the loops lined up with each other. He also made 50 gold clasps and joined the curtains to each other so that the tabernacle became a single unit. He made curtains of goat hair for the tent over the tabernacle. He made 11 of them. Each curtain was 45 feet long and six feet wide. All 11 curtains had the same measurements. He joined five of the curtains together and the other six together. He made 50 loops on the edge of the outermost curtain in the first set and 50 loops on the edge of the corresponding curtain in the second set. He made 50 bronze clasps to join the tent together as a single unit. He also made a covering for the tent from ramskins dyed red and a covering of fine leather on top of it. He made upright supports of acacia wood for the tabernacle. Each support was 15 feet long and 27 inches wide. Each support had two tenons for joining one to another. He did the same for all the supports of the tabernacle. He made supports for the tabernacle as follows. He made 20 for the south side 
and he made 40 silver bases to put under the 20 supports, two bases under the first support for its two tenons, and two bases under each of the following supports for their two tenons. For the second side of the tabernacle, the north side, he made 20 supports with their 40 silver bases, two bases under the first support, and two bases under each of the following ones. And for the back of the tabernacle on the west side, he made six supports. He also made two additional supports for the two back corners of the tabernacle. They were paired at the bottom and joined together at the top in a single ring. This is what he did with both of them for the two corners. So there were eight supports with their 16 silver bases, two bases under each one. He made five crossbars of acacia wood for the supports on one side of the tabernacle, five crossbars for the supports on the other side of the tabernacle, and five crossbars for, crossbars for those at the back of the tabernacle on the west. He made the central crossbar run through the middle of the supports from one end to the other. He overlaid them with gold and made their rings out of gold as holders for the crossbars. He also overlaid the crossbars with gold. Then he made the curtain with the blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and finely spun linen. He made it with a design of cherubim worked into it. He made four pillars of acacia wood for it and overlaid them with gold. Their hooks were of gold, and he cast four silver bases for the pillars. He made a screen embroidered with blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and finely spun linen for the entrance to the tent. Together with its five pillars and their hooks, he overlaid the tops of the pillars and their bands of, with gold, but their five bases were bronze. Bezalel made the Ark of Acacia wood 45 inches long, 27 inches wide, and 27 inches high. He overlaid it with pure gold inside and out and made a golden molding all around it. He cast four gold rings for it, for its four feet, two rings on one side and two rings on the other side. He made poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. He inserted the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark for carrying the ark. He made a mercy seat of pure gold, 45 inches long and 27 inches wide. He made two cherubim of gold. He made them of hammered work at the two ends of the mercy seat one cherub at one end and one cherub at the other end. At each end, he made a cherub of one piece with the mercy seat. They had wings spread out. They faced each other and covered the mercy seat with their wings. The faces of the cherubim were looking toward the mercy seat. He constructed the table of acacia wood, 36 inches long, 18 inches wide, and 27 inches high. He overlaid it with pure gold and made a gold molding all around it. He made a three-inch frame all around it and made a gold molding all around its frame. He cast four gold rings for it and attached the rings to the four corners of its four legs. The rings were next to the frame as holders for the poles to carry the table. He made the poles for carrying the table from acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. He also made the utensils that would be on the table out of pure gold, its plates and cups as well as its bowls and pitchers for pouring drink offerings. Then he made the lampstand out of pure hammered gold. He made it all of one piece its base and shaft, its ornamental cups, and its buds and petals. Okay, now listen to this. All of one piece of pure hammered gold. Are you ready for this? Six branches extended from its sides, three branches of the lampstand from one side, and three branches of the lampstand from the other side. There were three cups shaped like almond blossoms, each with a bud and petals on one branch, and three cups shaped like almond blossoms, each with a bud and petals on the next branch. It was this way for the six branches that extended from the lampstand. There were four cups shaped like almond blossoms on the lampstand shaft, along with its buds and petals. For the six branches that extended from it, a bud was under the first pair of branches. From it, a bud under the second pair of branches from it, and a bud under the third pair of branches from it. Their buds and branches were of one piece with it. All of it was a single hammered piece of pure gold. 
He also made it seven lamps, snuffers, and fire pans of pure gold. He made it and all its utensils of 75 pounds of pure gold. Unreal. He made the altar of incense out of acacia wood. It was square, 18 inches long and 18 inches wide. It was 36 inches high. Its horns were of one piece with it. He overlaid it, its top all around its sides, and its horns with pure gold. Then he made a gold molding all around it. He made two gold rings for it under the molding on two of its sides. He put these on opposite sides of it to be holders for the poles to carry it with. He made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. He also made the holy anointing oil and the pure fragrant and expertly blended incense. Bazalel constructed the altar of burnt offering from acacia wood. It was square, seven and a half feet long and seven and a half feet wide and was four and a half feet high. He made horns for it on its four corners. The horns were of one piece with it, then he overlaid it with bronze. He made all the altar's utensils, the pots, shovels, basins, meat forks, and fire pans. He made all its utensils of bronze. He constructed for the altar a grate of bronze mesh under its ledge, halfway up from the bottom. He cast four rings at the four corners of the bronze gate as holders for the poles. He made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with bronze. Then he inserted the poles into the rings on the sides of the altar in order to carry it with them. He constructed the altar with boards so that it was hollow. He made the bronze basin and its stand from the bronze mirrors of the women who served at the entrance to the tent of meeting. Then he made the courtyard. The hangings on the south side of the courtyard were of finely spun linen 150 feet long, including their 20 posts and their 20 bronze bases with silver hooks and silver bands for the posts. The hangings on the north side were also 150 feet long, including their 20 posts and 20 bronze bases. The hooks and bands of the posts were silver. The hangings on the west side were 75 feet long, including their 10 posts and their 10 bases with silver hooks and silver bands for the posts. And the for the east side toward the sunrise, 75 feet long. The hangings on one side of the gate were 22 and a half feet, including their three posts and their three bases. It was the same for the other side of the courtyard gate. The hangings were 22 and a half feet, including their three posts and their three bases. All the hangings around the courtyard were of finely spun linen. The bases for the posts were bronze, the hooks and bands of the posts were silver, and the plating for the tops of the posts was silver. All the posts of the courtyard were banded with silver. The screen for the gate of the courtyard was made of finely spun linen, expertly embroidered with blue, purple, and scarlet yarn. It was 30 feet long and like the hangings of the courtyard, seven and a half feet high. It had four posts with their four bronze bases. Their hooks were silver and their top plating and their bands were silver. All the tent pegs for the tabernacle and for the surrounding courtyard were bronze. This is the inventory for the tabernacle, the tabernacle of testimony, that was recorded at Moses' command. It was the work of the Levites under the direction of Ithamar, son of Aaron, the priest. Bazalel, son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, made everything that the Lord commanded Moses. With him was Aholiab, son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan, a gem cutter, a designer, and an embroiderer with purple, blue, and scarlet yarn and fine linen. All the gold of the presentation offering that was used for the project and all the work on the sanctuary was 2,193 pounds, according to the sanctuary shekel. The silver from those of the community were registered was 7,544 pounds, according to the sanctuary shekel, one-fifth of an ounce per man. That is, half a shekel according to the sanctuary shekel from everyone 20 years old or more who had crossed over to the registered group 
603,550 men. There were 7,500 pounds of silver used to cast the bases of the sanctuary and the bases of the curtain, 100 bases from 7,500 pounds, 75 pounds for each base. With the remaining 44 pounds, he made the hooks for the posts, overlaid their tops, and supplied bands for them. The bronze of the presentation offering totaled 5,310 pounds. He made with it the bases for the entrance to the tent of meeting, the bronze altar and its bronze grate, all the utensils for all the utensils for the altar, the bases for the surrounding courtyard, the bases for the gate of the courtyard, all the tent pegs for the tabernacle, and all the tent pegs for the surrounding courtyard. They made specially woven garments for ministry in the sanctuary, and the holy garments for Aaron from the blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Bezalel made the ephod of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and finely spun linen. They hammered out thin sheets of gold, and he cut threads from them to interweave with blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and the fine linen in a skillful design. They made shoulder pieces for attaching it. It was joined together at its two edges. The artistically woven waistband that was on the ephod was of one piece with the ephod, according to the same workmanship of gold, of blue, purple and scarlet yarn, and of finely spun linen, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then they mounted the onyx stones surrounded with gold filigree settings, engraved with the names of Israel's sons as a gem cutter engraves a seal. He fastened them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod as the memorial stones for the Israelites, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Listen for that phrase. We're going to hear it a lot. Just as the Lord had commanded Moses. He also made the embroidered breastpiece with the same workmanship as the ephod of gold, of blue, purple and scarlet yarn, and of finely spun linen. They made the breastpiece square and folded double nine inches long and nine inches wide. They mounted four rows of gemstones on it. The first row was a row of carnelian, topaz, and emerald. The second row, a turquoise, a lapis lazuli, and a diamond. The third row, a jacinth, an agate, and an amethyst. And the fourth row, a beryl, an onyx, and a jasper. They were surrounded with gold filigree in their settings. The 12 stones corresponded to the names of Israel's sons. Each stone was engraved like a seal with one of the names of the 12 tribes. They made braided chains of pure gold cord for the breastpiece. They also fashioned two gold filigree settings and two gold rings and attached the two rings to its two corners. Then they attached the two gold cords to the two gold rings on the corners of the breastpiece. They attached the other ends of the two cords to the two filigree settings and in this way, they attached them to the ephod's shoulder pieces in front. They made two other gold rings and put them at the other corners of the breast piece on the edge that is next to the inner border of the ephod. They made two more gold rings and attached them to the bottom of the ephod's two shoulder pieces on its front, close to its seam, above the ephod's woven waistband. Then they tied the breast piece from its rings to the rings of the ephod with a cord of blue yarn so that the breast piece was above the ephod's waistband and did not come loose from the ephod. They did just as the Lord had commanded Moses. They made the woven robe of the ephod entirely of blue yarn. There was an opening in the center of the robe, like that of body armor, with a collar around the opening, so that it would not tear. They made pomegranates of finely spun blue, purple, and scarlet yarn on the lower hem of the robe. They made bells of pure gold and attached the bells between the pomegranates all around the hem of the robe between the pomegranates, a bell and a pomegranate alternating all around the lower hem of the robe to be worn for ministry. 
They made it just as the Lord had commanded Moses. They made the tunics of fine woven linen for Aaron and his sons. They made the turban and the ornate headbands of fine linen, the linen undergarments of finely spun linen, and the sash of finely spun linen, expertly embroidered with blue, purple, and scarlet yarn. They did just as the Lord had commanded Moses. They made a medallion, the holy diadem out of pure gold, and wrote on it, wrote on it an inscription like the engraving on a seal, holy to the Lord. They attached a cord of blue yarn to it in order to mount it on the turban, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. So all the work for the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, was finished. The Israelites did everything just as the Lord had commanded Moses. They brought the tabernacle to Moses, the tent with all its furnishings, its clasps, its supports, its crossbars, and its pillars and bases, the covering of ram skins dyed red, and the covering of fine leather, the curtain for the screen, the ark of the testimony with its poles and mercy seat, the table and all its utensils, and the bread of the presence, the pure gold lampstand with its lamps arranged and all its utensils, as well as the oil for the light, the gold altar, the anointing oil, the fragrant incense, the screen for the entrance to the tent, the bronze altar with its bronze grate, its poles and all its utensils, the basin with its stand, the hangings of the courtyard, its posts and bases and the screen for the gate of the courtyard, its ropes and tent pegs and all the furnishings for the service of the tabernacle, the tent of meeting and the specially woven garments for ministering in the sanctuary, the holy garments for the priest Aaron and the garments for his sons to serve as priests. The Israelites had done all the work according to everything the Lord had commanded Moses. Moses inspected all the work they had accomplished. They had done just as the Lord commanded. Then Moses blessed them. The Lord spoke to Moses. You are to set up the tabernacle, the tent of meeting on the first day of the first month. Put the ark of the testimony there and screen off the ark with the curtain. Then bring in the table and lay out its arrangement. Also bring in the lampstand and set up its lamps. Place the gold altar for incense in front of the Ark of the Testimony. Put up the screen for the entrance to the tabernacle. Position the altar of burnt offering in front of the entrance to the tabernacle, the tent of meeting. Place the basin between the tent of meeting and the altar and put water in it. Assemble the surrounding courtyard and hang the screen for the gate of the courtyard. Take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and everything in it. Consecrate it along with all its furnishings so that it will be holy. Anoint the altar, burnt offering, and all its utensils. Consecrate the altar so that it will be especially holy. Anoint the basin and its stand and consecrate it. Then bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance to the tent of meeting and wash them with water. Clothe Aaron with the holy garments, anoint him, and consecrate him so that he can serve me as a priest. Have his sons come forward and clothe them in tunics. Anoint them just as you anointed their father, so that they may also serve me as priests. Their anointing will serve to inaugurate a permanent priesthood for them throughout their generations. Moses did everything just as the Lord had commanded him. Okay, so we just saw where the people had done everything as the Lord commanded Moses. And now we're seeing that Moses did everything that just as the Lord had commanded him. The tabernacle was set up in the first month of the second year on the first day of the month. Moses set up the tabernacle. He laid its bases, positioned its supports, inserted its crossbars, and set up its pillars. Then he spread the tent over the tabernacle and put the cover covering of the tent on top of it, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Moses took the testimony and placed it in the ark and attached the poles to the ark. He set the mercy seat on top of the ark 
he brought the ark into the tabernacle, put up the curtain for, a, for the screen, and screened off the ark of the testimony, just as the Lord had commanded him. Moses placed the table in the tent of meeting on the north side of the tabernacle, outside the curtain. He arranged the bread on it before the Lord, just as the Lord had commanded him. He put the lampstand in the tent of meeting opposite the table on the south side of the tabernacle and set up the lamps before the Lord, just as the Lord had commanded him. Moses installed the gold altar in the tent of meeting in front of the curtain and burned fragrant incense on it, just as the Lord had commanded him. He put up the screen at the entrance to the tabernacle. He placed the altar of burnt offering at the entrance to the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, and offered the burnt offering and the grain offering on it, just as the Lord had commanded him. He set the basin between the tent of meeting and the altar and put water in it for washing. Moses, Aaron, and his sons washed their hands and feet from it. They washed whenever they came to the tent of meeting and approached the altar, just as the Lord had commanded him. Next, Moses set up the surrounding courtyard for the tabernacle and the altar and hung a screen for the gate of the courtyard. So Moses finished the work. The cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses was unable to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud rested on it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. The Israelites set out whenever the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle throughout all the stages of their journey. If the cloud was not taken up, they did not set out until the day it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was over the tabernacle by day, and there was a fire inside the cloud by night, visible to the entire house of Israel throughout all the stages of their journey. Psalm 29. Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The voice of the Lord is above the waters. The glory of Sorry, the God of glory thunders, the Lord above the vast water, the voice of the Lord in power, the voice of the Lord in splendor. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the woodlands bare. In his temple, all cry, glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned king forever. The Lord gives his people strength. The Lord blesses his people with peace. That wraps us up with um, Exodus. So that means tomorrow is day 30 and we're moving into Leviticus. And that's the third book of the Pentateuch. Uh, the Pentateuch is the five books of the law, the first five books of the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And there's a lot to take in when we read Leviticus. We're going to get into a lot of the, um, the, the laws regarding what is clean and what is unclean and skin conditions and diseases and rashes and a little bit of it's gross and Sometimes it's easy to get caught up in wondering why it even matters and why do we need to read these things. And I just am a firm believer that that God wastes nothing, that he doesn't take time to just occupy time and occupy space. So the fact that we have this information in front of us in his word, which we believe is um, without error and without flaw then it's there for a purpose. And I, I tend to lean towards that the purpose is to remind us 
who have received the, the benefits of what Jesus did on the cross and through his resurrection, that we're no longer bound by these things. And it all points to there being a fulfillment and that we don't have to do it anymore. And so when I read through Leviticus, my prayer is usually, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. Anyway, we're going to jump in tomorrow with that. So we'll see you back here, day 30, beginning Leviticus. Bye.